Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, Matt, we've just received the big news. The Lions team for the first test. Eight English, five Irish, five Scottish, and five Welsh in the 23. Some big surprises in there. What did you make of it? Well, I knew it was going to be a tough selection process. There was a lot of close calls, but there was a number of wows in, the, in there that I didn't expect. A number, not one or two, a number. Um, you know, from from the front row in every position, there were there were people go, okay, wow, I didn't see that coming. Um, where if you compare it to the South Africans, you saw everything coming. It was a much more predictable term. I sp- and, and I guess that's uh, to be understood one <clears throat> one country versus when you're amalgamating four. But uh, even so, it was uh, it's it's an exceptionally surprising selection. Just from an overall view, would you be worried or excited if you're a Lions fan, do you think? I'd be putting some money on the spring box. <laughs> that I wouldn't have said that earlier in the week, but I would be putting a lazy 10 or 20 <laughs> across on the box. I don't, I don't know if they changed. I know earlier in the week the Lions were favourite. Uh, I don't know if the bookies... And the bookies are usually pretty close to the money. Uh, they might have changed, but... I. I I think that selection has really astounded me. Let's talk number eight. Massive occasion for Jack Conan. A lad who struggled with injuries and then came back in the recent Six Nations after a long time out when he got injured at that World Cup in 2019. He's really taken his chance and he starts in that back row. What do you make of him, Matt? Is he the man or would you have gone with Tulebe Falatoy? No, I, I, I'm, I was worried they would go with Falatau. Not and, and again, let's let's just put the stage here. You know, they're all good players. There's this, it's not there's not there's not there's not mountains and valleys here. There's, there's not much between these players. But I think Jack overall has been the best number eight. He's ball carrying. His defence has been exceptional. As I said, Falatau missed has missed a lot of tackles um, in the harder games. Uh, so certainly against Japan, he missed a, a considerable number of tackles when he came off the bench. And I thought Conan has been defensively exceptionally sound and has carried the ball very well. Uh, and and in, a, in a group of excellent players, his form has been the best. So on that basis, I think it's been a very, very good selection. And great credit to Jack and all the things you've just said. He had that storming game against England in the last round of the Six Nations and that's probably got him the tour. And um, 
you know, he's grabbed the opportunities, even though he had a slight calf injury, which I thought could have been a, a, a tour ending injury. He obviously has got through that, got another opportunity and made the most of that opportunity. So I, I think he's, uh, he's put his nose in front. And the other part of, of his, the other number eights don't make the bench with the, just the way the team's made up. They, you either make, and if you're a genuine number eight, like Valatel and Conan, you either make the, the starting 15 or you don't make the 23 because there's no spot for you on the bench. Laws and Curry are either side of them. Byrne and Watson miss out. Harsh enough yeah. from Hamish Watson and Ty Byrne, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I you, you know, Ken, how, how do you leave these people out? I don't, I, you can see because of Hamish Watson outstanding form, uh, they've made a spot for him on the bench. The beauty of Courtney Laws and Byrne, uh, as I said all along, is that they, they play multi, they play second row and back row. So they they make the 22 in my, the 23 rather in my books because of the versatility that gives you a line out as an extra jumper and it gives you a bench. And that's made room for Hamish Watson because you're carrying second row, you're carrying actually four second rowers and because you could put Courtney Laws in the second row or you could put put Byrne in the second row if there's an injury. Um, and I think that's what occurred. I doubt Wyn Jones will do, do the 80. Uh, and I think something along those lines will, will happen. Either Courtney Laws will go into the second row and Byrne will come on or, or Watson will come on or Byrne will go into the second row. Um, you know, the, 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 the unlucky guy in all that is Ian Henderson, who's been really outstanding. And I... I we will we, we, come back to the back row, but I thought he would start. And I didn't. I I am really shocked that Alan Wynne Jones is starting that, that test with with the minimal rugby that he's had in the last six weeks, the minimal contact he's had with his injury. I'm really really surprised at that. I thought he might make the bench, and and Henderson would start, but I'm really surprised he's starting in that test. And that and once he starts, that changes the whole dynamic of who's on the bench, who's in the back row. Courtney Laws, again, I, I've always said that Gatlin was going to pick Courtney Laws to go to South Africa, but Courtney hasn't done, had a lot of footy. And so he hasn't really, in his form, said, I deserve that role. In his past form and what we know Courtney Laws can do, the, the physical boost he is, I thought he'd be close to that team. Now, that's the reason he's in the team, because he is one of the most physical players in the world. Now, to have him in that back row gives him a nice balance, but I thought Byrne had done more than him in the lead-up games and deserved the start, and Laws should have been on the bench in my books. Um, time will tell if that's wrong or right. If you look at the overall combination of that back row with Tom Curry, um, Jack and Courtney, it's a, it's a really well-balanced back row, as is the bench in that back row, second row slot. So, you know, it, it's, it's a very good um, balance that they've selected are the right players on the side? Well, again, you know, I think, I think uh, Wynn Jones and Courtney Laws are exceptionally lucky. And if we spin up to the front row, I think uh, Luke Cowan, Dickey and Wynn Jones, the, the prop Wynn Jones, not Alan Wynn Jones, the second row, but Wynn Jones are also fortunate. I think they've, they've been good players, but they've been fortunate to, to, to start in the test side. Let's touch on Alan Wynne-Jones. Obviously, Gatlin's man brought back in. Captain's aside, you said you're a bit surprised by that. Does it show what a figure he is around the camp, Matt, or just how good a player he is? What, what do you think that is? 
way he's uh, got all, the nod. I think all of that's due. Like he's held in such high regard by everyone that's played with him. Uh, you know, uh, Steve Tandy spoke about his dedication off the field and how hard he works at his injuries and how hard he works to prepare himself. And that obviously goes to line out some scrums and how you, you know, you have, there's so much work um, second rowers have to do with learning the opposition line out and studying where the space is in the line outs. It's, it's an art form and it's a discipline and he's obviously brilliant at it. Um, so there's no doubting his quality and, and, and the exceptional Six Nations he had. But he did separate his shoulder against Japan. He's only, since that, he came off. So that means, and then he came on as a replacement in the last game there the other week, now against uh, uh, the Stormers. So that means in the last three months, he's had about 50 minutes of rugby. And he's had a separated shoulder, which means he's had limited contact. And so now he's going to start in a, a test against the most physical side in the world. That's, that's a big ask. That's, that, you know, he may very well do it because he's an exceptional human being. He, and he's proven that by coming back and being able to be selected. That was a feat in itself. But, you know, there is a limit to every, every person. And that's right at the end of the gambling as far as Gatlin and his selectors are concerned. That is now in the, in the area of a gamble. Um, and if you, you look through that pack, Wynne Jones, the prop is carrying an injury. Uh, Alan Wynne Jones, the second rower, is carrying an injury. And we have to suggest that Courtney Laws has been carrying an injury. Now, they've obviously recovered to a degree, but it has meant three of the starting eight have had very limited game time because of their um, injuries. Now, they've obviously worked at it and they've done work off the field. That is very different to starting a test match against South Africa. It's just remarkable um, when Jones Hill become the first player to play 10 tests for the Lions um, this Saturday, you know, which is yeah. in the professional era, the first player. Let's move on to Hooker Map. Um, Colin Dickey gets the start. He was unbelievable during the week. It's big for him. You know, he, many would have said he wouldn't have started, you know, with George and Owens, yeah. but obviously Gatlin's got faith in him and he, he's the man to wear the number two jersey. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I, I thought Gaddy would have gone with Ken Owens. Um, I have to say, I, I, I would have gone with Ken Owens. And, and you know, it's a fair journey from Luke Cowan-Dickey, who was reserved to Jamie George, to jumping not only Jamie George, but, but Ken Owens is regarded, you know, Ken Owens is regarded as one of the great leaders too. He's, everyone who knows him says he's an exceptionally not nice man and a great teammate and great guy to have on the field. But that there's something here that Robin McBride might be seeing that we're not. Robin McBride being the scrum coach, of course, you're going to have to really take on this South African scrum. Again, I know we've spoken about it. First test, 2009, Lions against South Africa. Their scrum got hockeyed. They lost the test. So I'm sure that is in their mind. So I just wonder if, the, if that combination of Wynne Jones, Cowan Dickey and, and Furlong They've got a plan to, to do something. They're, they're quite compact people. They're not tall. They're compact uh, front rowers. They're not obviously not small men. But they want if you can get your body height under the South Africans, which has always been the theory in Australia, if you can get them down to a working level in the scrum that they're uncomfortable with, 
they can't transfer their power through. So if you come up a bit, it's easier to push. If you bring them down to a, 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 a working height that they're not comfortable on, it inhibits their ability to get power through the scrum. Now, that, that is a very good theory. Uh, it's something that's been around for a long time, and maybe that has something to do with it. You also look at uh, Rory Sutherland as the backup prop and not Budapala. He is also low to the ground and likes to scrummage low. Marco, uh, Marco Budapala doesn't. He has a, he's a higher scrummaging guy, powerful dude. So there might be some of that theory in what the selection is. And obviously having someone of the size of Courtney Laws in the back row and the smallest guy in the packs, Tom Curry, who's a big man, uh, you know, that they've obviously identified that they've got to go after the scrum. But yeah, I, for, in that front row, Furlong's the only one that I picked. I, I, and I think Furlong's, I think everyone, uh, every rugby guy that watches the game or, or girl sees Furlong as being absolutely outstanding, probably the best tight head in the world at the moment, around the field and, and in the scrums. Great lifter. So there's no doubt that, that Furlong's has earned his spot there well and truly. Um, and, you know, the proof of the pudding will be in the earning, but, but that's where the game's going to be won and lost, mate, against South Africa. One to eight, it'll be won and lost. The points might be scored by the nine to 15, but it's going to be won and lost in the one to eight. Uh, and and I think the Lions have rolled the dice. There's no two ways about it. And it might come up. They might they might get double six, but the dice is rolled for sure. Big gamble. Another gamble. Scrum half. Really harsh on Connor Murray, isn't it? You know, a lad who was given the captaincy what a couple of weeks ago, and now Ali Price comes in, takes his jersey. Murray has to take a place on the bench. That's got to be pretty hard to take for Connor Murray, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a step down, isn't it? Isn't it amazing what rugby can do to you in a very short period of time? Lift you up to be captain of the Lions and then you don't make the test side all in a matter of days. It's, uh, we do make the test side, to be fair to Connor. You don't make the starting 15. Um, yeah, look, and I've got to say, that's if you're saying to me, okay, we're going to pick a side on form, great. You know, and I think Ali Price has been outstanding. Um, and Connor hasn't been terrible, but he's not playing where we all know he has played in the past. And when Ali's come on, the pace of the game has jumped. Now, there's a couple of other reasons for that. I know other people have been saying it. The, the pace of the ball that he was getting has jumped because they brought on um, the bench, a, a fresh bench against pretty weak opposition who have allowed the ball to be speeded up. So as a nine, if you've got to go digging for the ball, it slows your ability to get that ball out. So you're dependent on your forwards. But Ali Price has done the right thing. The problem with the selection is Courtney Laws, Alan Wynne-Jones, Wynne-Jones and Cowan Dickey. And if you go, you know, we'll get on to Vandermeer in a minute and Elliot Daly. They have not been the most outstanding players in those positions on form for the tour. So you've got, you got two, two rules. In, in a few positions, the outstanding player on tour has got the role. In some other positions, they haven't been the outstanding player and they've got the role. That's where it's going to be hard for Connor to, to link that line. He, he could well say, okay, I know Ali's probably played a little bit better than me. I'm going to work hard and get it back for the second test. And I'm sure that's what he is saying. But a lot across the squad, they've got to be having those conversations. I mean, boys have those conversations after the team's been selected, you go, wow, how did he get there instead of so-and-so? 
And then you'd say, well, Tom Curry deserves his position. Uh, Jack Conan deserves his position. Big has been the best for sure. But wow, how, how did these guys get in? You know, it's favourites or whatever. And that's not good for a side. That's 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 not good. So this team needs to to pull together and get a result. But it's it's a it's a tough one on Connor. But you, if I had to say who's been the form nine on the tour, I've got to say Ali's, in my opinion, has played better than Connor. There are reasons for that, but that doesn't will not take away from Connor's disappointment. But you know, if we just put our neutral hat on, um, Ali's been very good. Now again, here's the question: How are you going? How are they going to play this game? Because there's the other part. You know, so we've spoken about how Gatlin, the Lions 2009 is a long time ago. So it's, it's pretty much useless for everyone except Alan Wynne-Jones. But in the World Cup um, semi, Wales played South Africa. There were 81 kicks in that game, 41 to South Africa and 40 to Wales. Wales got into the headbutting com competition with South Africa and they headbutted really hard, the Welsh, and they lost. So if, if the Lions get into a kicking, headbutting game against South Africa, they might be brave. They'll come up with very sore heads and a loss. So there's got to be another way you take on South Africa. So if you're saying Ali Price is going to accelerate the pace of the game, the way we pick that back line, we're going to try and get around them a little bit and through them when the opportunities come and not just kick. Okay. But you're going to have to put that into play. And they haven't been able to do that well, that, in the one hard game against South Africa, A, they couldn't do it. So it's, it is, there's, a, there's a theory on paper, um, but they've got to enact it yet. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Centers, Henshaw and Daly. Is that a case of... Uh, is the case of the other two... That work well together, Matt, or is it the fact Bundyaki and Chris Harris didn't deliver so far in the tour and he just had to go for Henshaw and Daly? Robbie Henshaw is one of the best 12s in the world. I love Robbie Henshaw at 12. Uh, I enjoy watching him play. I, and I, again, say I think he is close to the best in the world. If not the best, right up there amongst the top two. Now, he and Gail Fiku, best two 12s in the Six Nations. So you pick Robbie Henshaw and play him at 13 every game and then pick him at 12 for the test. Right. There's probably logic in there that I'm just not smart enough to see, but I'm happy to be educated if anyone wants to do it to me on why you would do that. Elliot Daly 
is a fullback at international level who has played third only. Um, Gary Ringrose is sitting on a beach in Portugal somewhere getting a suntan. Yeah. Why, 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 why? I, I just, you know, if you're going to play Robbie at 12 in the test, for sure, he's the best. Play him there. But we played Farrell at 12 in a couple of games. Now, I know Robbie's been injured for a couple. Played Bundiaki at 12 and Robbie and, and uh, Owen Farrell at 12. Robbie hasn't started at, at 12 there. or we'll played 12. I know he's been injured. Bundiaki doesn't make the side. Farrell was always going to be a 10-12 on the bench. I get that. So they gave him time at 10 and 12. I get that. But Robbie should have got more time. That centre pairing hasn't had a game together, really. You know, they've got, I know they've been, on the, field together. I know they've been on the field together, yeah. but they haven't had a, you know, they haven't had time, a lot of time together. I, I'm, I'm very surprised at, at the selection. Um, Elliot, like, I'm confident Robbie will do a good job. Elliot Daly at, at 13 is a big ask in a test match. He's a quality player. I, I, I'm not running him down. He's just not a specialist 13, and a specialist 13 is required. Again, I'll say this. It is the hardest position on a field to defend that, for especially from set play. Um, and with a pace the South Africans are on, you know, I know we'll get to the South Africans and a win it, but you've got uh, Montpimpi and Colby M as 13 and the two wingers. And that's they're the guys who threaten you at 13. You're going to have to be really on your toes because those guys are electric, absolutely electric. And you've got Delonde also at 12 coming at you. He'll be coming at you in a physical sense. Now, he's not slow, but you're going to get asked a lot of questions. If I was, if I was this, you know, Dane Barr and, and Arassi Erasmus, I'd be planning everything around, let's make deception around 13. Let's make him make decisions. And that's hard. The good guys make it look easy, but believe me, it's hard. You mentioned Darren Henshaw. He's a complete class act. He's probably in the form of his life. Yeah. You think that 50 or so minutes, 55 minutes he played with Daly against the Stormers will help him? Will help them both oh, yeah. as a combination? Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. But they are, you know, that's a 50 nil job. Mm. You know, it's, it's not. They have the, the one hard game they've had, um, you know, that, that they weren't there. They they have had time together. I know that, but still, it's it's a. This comes back to my point about selections, right at the beginning. You know, Ring Rose being left out was crazy, um, and not really. You know, they had Chris Harris there, but they everyone knew like, really, is Chris the best thirteen in the Northern Hemisphere outside of France? No. You know who was? Well, well you know, you, Ring Rose is in the conversation. Was Elliot Daly in the conversation as the best 13 when the team was picked? Certainly not. So, you know, it goes right back to those selections. And they've painted themselves in a corner where that's the, that's the group they, they've decided to go with. They're saying Farrell's not in that form and they don't want Bundiaki there. They feel it might give them too much because they've got to put Henshaw at 13. That was where I thought they were headed when they were picking them together. Um, when I saw them together, you know, for that short period, against the Stormers, I certainly didn't see that as a test starting sentence. But look, they, and, they, and they might prove me wrong. I hope they do. I'm, Robbie, I've got every confidence in the world that Robbie Henshaw is going to do a great job. But, and that's issue, he's a 12. Play, your, play him a 12. Like I could never understand. He's a quality 13 and he could probably cover you at fullback. But that is a world-class 12, uh, 13, a uh, 12, sorry. Not a world-class 13. 
He's a good 13, but he's one of the best in the world at 12. Play him there. Keep the strength. They've done that. Um, you know, Dwayne Vandermeer, I don't think he was on anyone's starting 15. Good luck to the young man. Um, he's going to be getting a lot of kicks. I hope he can catch well because they're coming at him. Yeah, so on that point, Matt, three spots, including the starting team for the first time since 1997, when Townsend, Alan Tate and Tom Smith played. So what yeah. have we got? We've got Dion van der Merwe, Ali Price and Stuart Hogg. You yep. touched on van der Merwe. Do you think, well, obviously not from what you've just given, you don't think he is the man to start now? Oh, look, I... When I was pit, I sort of went through him. He was he was the last winger. He was my bottom of my list of wingers. Is he just a liability, Martin? Your eyes or what? He's not a liability. Well, you know, it's a horrible thing to say about a young man who's playing for his country and playing for the Lions. Look, he's just got some weaknesses in his game that I think the South Africans can exploit. They know him very well. Obviously, he's a South African by birth, and and started at the Bulls. Um, he's from the Cape, from the Western Cape, from around Bowling and Wellington out that way, beautiful part of the world. So he's, he's in Cape Town, so his family, you know, from that, that neck of the woods. So they'll know him. He's just vulnerable to footwork in defence. He overcommits a bit, doesn't use his sideline. Wow, Colby and Mumpipi, wow, wow. Footwork personified. Like you're going you're to have to be a very good pos positionally defensive winger to keep those two involved. You know, and they're going to end up two on either side. You know, they, they come in from the blind side. So you're going to look up at some stage, you're going to have Colby and, and Mumpipi on together coming around the corner either way. And Am's probably got the ball. There's no slouch. And they're going to be moving out. And you've got Elliot Daly inside you, who's not a genuine starting 13. And you've got to make defensive reads on that. Now, they've got Stuart Hogg there, who's a great player. Not a good player, a great player, and he will help. But, you know, again, that's that's certainly not – they might be seeing things that I don't see. There's obviously a huge height. He's a big man, so they're thinking maybe offensively when we box kick, he's going to certainly be able to get over the top of the South Africans who are both incredible athletes but not tall men. So there's a, there's a spot in that, and he's a hard ball carrier for sure. But uh, I think the other wingers – would, would be feeling pretty hard done by it, I would suggest. You touched on South Africa there, 21 out of 23 of their squad involved in the World Cup triumph back in 2019. Khaleesi back in as captain. Big yep. boost for them, isn't it? He's an inspirational man. Hasn't played a lot of rugby uh, because of the COVID. Um, but, you know, I, I think that World Cup side have an X factor. Um, and when you're in a game of rugby or anyone that's played in a team that has an X factor, you can't explain it. You can't write out why, but you just have it. And it gives belief and faith. And, you know, it's the old story, the sum of the, sum of the parts, you know, you, you add them up, they make 20, but really you've got 25. And, that's this South African team. They, they have an absolute passionate belief in their coaching staff. They have a unity of purpose. And Khaleesi is, is 
sort of the personification of that. There's a couple of great podcasts he's done with some sports psychs I've listened to. And he even talks about it, that, that he doesn't say much on the field, but it's like he's a figurehead and every, there's, there's, there's generals that they have, generals for the scrum, general for the attack, generals for the kicking game, and he empowers them to talk. And he basically says, follow me. I'm going to lead by my actions, follow me. And it's pretty powerful. You know, it's pretty powerful when you look at the quality of the people in both those packs, the forwards and the backs and the bench. That's a really powerful team. And they play, you know, like General Patton in the Second World War just used to say, the best attack plan is the simplest one. Let's be direct and relentless. We can all understand that. In other words, that we're never going to stop and we're coming straight at you. South Africans a general pattern to the to the to the hilt. They they we know exactly how they'll play. That's not a mystery. Stopping them, that's a different, that's a really different subject. And and Khaleesi tends to personify that attitude. We are relentlessly coming at you. We will never stop. It'll never end. And it's going to be quite boring, but endlessly physical. And we're not going to let you get out of that. So even to the fact that they'll they'll allow the lines, the front of the line out. They'll, they've got this huge man, you know, Mostrat, Estebet, you know, uh, even Kolesi, Detroit. They're, they're all big dudes. So they've got four jumpers across there, plus these incredibly powerful men, great lifters. So they'll stack the back of the line out. So you want to get the ball. And if your line's throwing the ball, it's going to be really hard to get the ball in the middle or the tail. And they'll say, it's going to be a bit easier at the front. So lines take the front. That's what they want. Why? Because they're... The other six forwards who aren't involved at the, at the back of the lineup, they're just charging through at Ali Price, charging through at Dan Bigger, charging through at Henshaw, and trying to just this wall of green jerseys coming at you, and they're going to do it all day. They're going to scrummage so that you're exhausted. They're going to maul you till you're exhausted, and then they're going to kick behind you and turn you around, turn you around. And then if you give away penalty, take three points. And it's so frustrating to play against because you can't seem to do anything. You can't seem to get going forward. And it works. It's highly effective. That's what they're going to do. You know, Andre, Andre Pollard back in there at 10. Yeah. I was going to mention him, Mark. It's his 50th cap for South Africa, the vice captain. Yeah. He keeps the whole ship ticking along, doesn't he? Yeah. Like he's, he's some operator. He, he's so calm. You know, you watch him on the field. And I'm not suggesting that he's, he's, he's Sean's physicality. He's just so composed all the time. You know, and he's he's the general. So you and, and this is a really good thing. Captaincy is different to lead, to the leadership. So this guy is making the strategic decisions on the field. He's 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 actually telling the forwards at the go of the line, okay, this is what we're gonna do. After you win the ball, this is what we're gonna do. So we're gonna kick. So you gotta you gotta get me the ball so I can kick or get me the ball. We're going to 13, then I'm kicking or whatever. He's telling them what to do and they just carry it out. And then you got Faf de Klerk inside him, who's just this little ball of energy and aggression, who if anyone even thinks about not watching, he'll make a break, he'll turn them, he'll offload. And yet he's got this glorious pass that gives Pollard so much time. Uh, so again, you know, you've got that combination of the nine and 10. And again, if you look at the combinations the Africans have, as in the, the, the history of the combinations compared to what the Lions have, it's 
it's it's quite daunting. Now, I know that's always the case with the lines because they're thrown thrown together, but I think it's pretty exemplified here um, in, in this particular selection for the lines. But you know, that's a that's a pretty daunting South African side. Before the South Africa A game, I would have said, oh, they haven't had enough time together. Um, after the A game, I'm I'm not so sure. This is Gatlin's fourth tour as a coach. I think I know the answer to this, Matt. What do you make of this selection he has picked? Are you, do you think it is too much of a risk, Matt, to go and beat South Africa on Saturday? Well, I think we've got, to, we've got to put it in perspective, Stu. Um, every one of these guys is a really good player. Every one of the lines, they're no marks. Elliot Daly at 13 is a highly talented player. I guess my point is not, he's not a specialist thirteen, and there there are risks in that team that I believe they didn't have to take. You know, Henderson was in outstanding form and had done a great job as captain. So, do you need to risk Alan Wynne Jones doing that? Um, uh, Byrne was in outstanding form. Did you need to risk Courtney Laws and so on? We can go through. You know. Vandermeer, do we really need to risk that? And so on. Uh, so there's a number of, of selections there that I really question. Again, I, I'm, I go back to the original and, and the original um, selection of the tour. There was there was some grave errors, I think, on the original selection around the, the 13 position, and that is is now a question mark. Now look, Gatlin's a great coach, not a good coach, a great coach. They're with them all the time. We're 10,000 miles away just watching the games. We don't really know what's going on. From the outside looking in, I think there'll be a lot of rugby people around the Northern Hemisphere that know the game pretty well that are quite surprised with the number of those selections. Um, so time will tell. But you do know, the thing we do know is the Africans, you know, they're, they're, they're such a proud people. And I think we, we sort of forget that at times. We, I know we shouldn't. But the, the South African rugby community are so proud of that team. Um, you know, that 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 comes out in the way they play. And we we sort of underestimated all the troubles and difficulties that South Africa faces and has faced for, for you know more than 50 years, more than half a century. This team sort of comes out and gives those people a brief exit or respite from those troubles. And it's done that throughout their history. And the people get behind them and the, the team get behind them. And when they get an inspirational team, they really do some great things. So I think it's gonna be a, fa a fascinating game, an absolutely fascinating game. I was saying all along it's advantage lines, advantage lines, advantage lines. In the last 10 days, I've changed my song. Gee, it's easy to not be a coach, just to sit back and talk about it. I could just watch you jump it ship, Matt, have you? you jump ship. Yeah, I'll jump ship, mate. I, I wanted to see the Lions. Of course, I want to see the Lions win. You know, I love to see the Lions. There's so many, you know, it's just such a great institution. And, and you know, the Irish boys involved. It's great to see them. So many Irish boys involved there, and that's fantastic. But, you know, you, beware, beware the Springboks. They are. You know, you had to, I, talk, I had the pleasure, if we've got time, to talk to some old Kiwis who used to go across there in the 60s. And I met some of these old All Blacks in uh, Christchurch once. I'm sorry, in Dunedin, in Dunedin. 
when the old Carrots book was about. And that, those stories they told about how hard these people were was just just amazing. This is this is All Blacks. This is New Zealanders. Hard hardened old South Island New Zealanders saying someone's hard. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so. It's, uh, and it's out Cape Town, which is, which is one of the most beautiful cities in the world. So it's a great occasion. What a shame there's no one there, but it's, uh, it'll be a great game. But uh, I, I suspect at the end, uh, the box might get this first one. Finally, Matt, you just said the box might get this first one. But if there is one man to master a game plan, it is Warren Gatland, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, the unknown, that, that's, that's, that's quite, quite astute. Stu, because what we we could see what the Lions have been trying to do. They've been trying to play. So, so the Springboks rush up and they stop you playing. So they force you to kick, and that's what they want. And we because they can kick better than us, right? They kick better than anyone in the world. That's what they want. So if you but they get they condense their defensive line and give you space at the edge. But to get the ball there is really hard. Now we can see the Lions have been trying to work on a way to do that under Gregor Townsend where they're pushing the pass back very deep and getting around, trying to get around. Now, they have got the ball to the whip, but they've done it so slowly that the, the defence has slid across. The key is going to be, can this team get the ball under that system to the sideline and get it to the whip fast enough? Can Dwayne Benamur get above maximise the box kicks to get above the South African back through to tap the ball back so that they're just not accepting the ball. Can they do that enough and hold their discipline to keep South Africa out of their half? Because in South Africa in their half, after four phases, the referees are going to give a penalty and the South Africans will kick three points. Anything in their half, you know, um, Pollard's going to kick. So they're the unknowns. But Gatlin, Gatlin is good at it, but I think they got caught against South Africa, eh? And they learned, they would have learned a lot. Now, have they learned enough to pull this one off? I, I suspect they'll be much better for the second test. It's, it, it's, it's still like they're unsure, even if they're starting 15, as we can see here. So it might be one of those tours where they, they might take a test to get it right. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Fascinating, fascinating selection. You know, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't mean to criticise Alan Wynne Jones. If anyone thinks I am, what a, what a phenomenal achievement that man has done to get back to where he is. Um, nothing but admiration and, and awe for what he's done. My, my question is, he just has he had enough rugby? And he'll probably come out and be the man of the match. <laughs> Great stuff, Mark. As always. It's going to be a crack and watch this weekend. Yeah, great. Can't wait for the weekend. What a, what a cracking game of rugby it's going to be. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.